and welcome to this special end of the decade edition of the 90 minutes or less film fest this is a podcast that celebrates films with a 90 minutes or less runtime and is entirely curated by guests on this podcast as it's the end of 2019 we thought we'd do a special episode honoring the under 90 minutes or less films of the decade we thought it'd be fun to check in with some past pod guests uh, and to look back at some of the highest grossing films at the uk box office which are eligible for this festival i'm also delighted to be joined on mic by producer louise welcome hi sam Thank you for joining me in the pod booth. What's it like being on this side of the of the podcast? Uh, it's pretty great. The pod grotto is looking great this year. Well, it's uh, it's always a, a pleasure to do up the pod grotto, and I think the 2019 edition is the most festive we've ever been. It's beautiful. So how's the year been, Louise? It's been a really good year. It's been a good year for the podcast. We've had lots and lots of great guests on, and we've watched some great films. We also did our first ever live show in September. That was equally brilliant and terrifying. And it was fantastic to be part of the London Podcast Festival. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of work, but I, I think it, it all it all paid off. We had a we had a fun time. We had a great time. We had not one, not two, but three special guests. And we were also able to present the director of the sixth highest grossing film of all time, A Colin the Caterpillar Cake. If you haven't listened to that episode, listeners, Helen Zaltzman and Martin Ostwick chose Safety Not Guaranteed, directed by Colin Trevorrow, and Colin actually showed up and joined us for a little Q and A after the film. And it was his birthday Boxing Day. Uh, he just had a birthday the day beforehand. So we thought it was only right to give him his namesake in cake form for a Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> Is it really your birthday if you don't get a Colin the Caterpillar cake? I'm sure he's been to many a Hollywood party, but no one's ever given him a Colin the Caterpillar cake. Uh, so if you're listening, Colin, thank you very much for coming. I hope you enjoyed the cake. Also in 2019, we've had some fantastic guests on the show who've brought us some brilliant films to talk about, including Before Sunset uh, with screenwriter Tess Morris, Evil Dead 2 with podcast hero and and film director Joe Cornish, uh, and My Neighbour Totoro with chef Tim Anderson, to name but a few. But what's been your favourite film to watch for the show? I think my favourite film this year for the pod is Parsley Days, directed by Andrea Dorfman and chosen by Amy Adrian. Now, that was quite a left field choice. It's a film and maybe a filmmaker that not many people have actually heard of. What's that like when someone presents you as as the pod producer with a lesser known film? I think if it's a lesser known film, fine. But when it's a lesser known film that's actually brilliant, that's a a joy. That's fantastic to come across because you know you're going to have a great conversation about it. And finally, Louise, who's been your favourite guest on the show? Oh, Sam, you know, I can't answer that question. Oh, go on. Every show is like my favourite child. You're, you're gesturing. I can't quite make out their name. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're very professional. You're very professional. I think we've been, we've been spoiled rotten with our guests. We've been so lucky. We've had some fantastic people. Every film we've watched this year has, has, has been a joy to, to talk about and to research. I've had a lot of fun. Nothing's felt like homework or like eating your vegetables. <laughs> no. I will say, though, my favourite person on the podcast is you, Sam. Ah. Right, shall we jump to the 90 minutes or less answer phone? Here are some messages from past and future guest curators with their favourite under 90 minutes long movies of the past decade. 
We'll start with Karina Antrobus, founder of the Bechdel Test Fest, who joined us earlier this year to discuss Francis Ha. I have a very special place in my heart for sightseers, which surprisingly is under 90 minutes. It's the first film that I saw at my first ever film festival, which really won me over to the whole concept of film festivals, which I thought would only have very long, worthy, Oscar-winning films. However, I went to Flatback Film Festival and Sightseers was on with a Q&A with Alice Lowe and I saw it in the Electric Cinema in Birmingham, which was another beautiful, beautiful place to watch it. And I got the chance to interview Alice afterwards and talk about the film. And yeah, it was just such a eye-opener that a film could be so interesting and different and smash apart the idea of genre and what a female character can be. I've just left completely changed and never looked back since. So yeah, I would say Sightseers. Best film of the decade, under 90 minutes. My name's Mark Jenkin, the writer and director of Bait, and my under 90 minute film of the decade would be Pavel Pavlikovsky's Cold War from 2018. Just a brilliantly humane love story and just feels as close to perfection as you can get, really. The beautiful black and white digital photography within the Academy frame, the incredible score. And, and mostly the structure, really, this beautiful episodic structure that leaves so much space for the audience to project onto. He always leaves, he always credits the audience with a great amount of intelligence and, and none more so than, in this case, Cold War 2018. Hello, Simon Louise. I'm Becky Brynoff. I spend my days fighting for better housing with Shelter and by night I'm a script consultant. Um, My fave film of the last decade, under 90 minutes, is 2010's Boy by Taika Waititi. I love it because Waititi does this great line in male characters who've reached mythic proportions in their own world and believe their own hype. So, And that's like whether they're literal gods like Thor or legendary monsters like vampires or absent fathers who were popular in high school, like in Boy. So when you peel back the layers just a tiny bit, you see that actually they're not all that and they're actually pretty absurd and there's so much fun and pathos and bathos to be explored in that. I was really lucky to see it for the first time at the Prince Charles, thanks to Michael and Rowan from Misc Films, managing to get it released outside of New Zealand and Australia. So it's hard to find, but well worth the effort. Happy New Year! Hi, I'm James Hunt, one of the co-hosts of the Cinematic Universe podcast, the podcast all about comic book movies. I think that's our tagline. I like Sightseers by Ben Wheatley and Alice Lowe. Ben Wheatley directs, and I think they both co-wrote. I'm not going to check that because I have as little respect for Sam and Louise's listeners as I do for our own. It's about two people who go out on a country holiday, much like the ones I had as a child, in a caravan, murdering people. Not that I was murdering people, they're murdering people in the film, but, you know, they sort of deserve it. Ben Wheatley is a really interesting director, and he takes a lot of chances. I'm sure I'm preaching to the converted on this one. Probably one of my favourite films of the decade, regardless of running time. If by some miracle you've not yet seen it, go check it out. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm sure films will continue to get much, much longer throughout the coming decade. Especially superhero films. I wish I'd thought of this. 
Hello and Happy New Year to the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, literally the best and only podcast I listen to. It's Neil Alcock here from film blog The Incredible Suit and I have chosen as my best 90 Minutes or Less film of the decade, Coherence from 2013, uh, directed by James Ward Burkett, which has a very sexy running time of just 84 minutes. It's a low-budget, talky science fiction about uh, a group of 20-somethings who attend a dinner party on the night that a comet passes over and the comet seems to trigger unusual and unsettling events. Things like parallel universes and alternate realities very much order of the day here. Basically, if you imagine Friends, if Central Perk were an interdimensional portal to existential terror, you're partway there. I love that it's a kind of science fiction that's low on budget and effects, but big on ideas, and it's intelligent, unpredictable, thought-provoking, and hugely rewatchable. I love it. Anyway, that's my choice. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. I love you. Bye. Hey guys, this is Kobe from Flixwatcher Podcast. We are a podcast that reviews films on Netflix as chosen by our guests, which have included people like Sam and Louise from 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival Podcasts. Yay! And they have posed us the super tough question of what are your favourite films of the decade under 90 minutes? And this is tough. I'm going to stay on brand here. I'm going to choose a film that I know you guys can watch right now on Netflix, and that is called Mid-90s. Mid-90s is an indie film and marks the directorial debut of Jonah Hill, best known from films like Superbad and Moneyball. And it's a great little coming-of-age story set around a, a kid who's uh, in his 13, 14 years old and is struggling with his family life and finds a new set of friends who are a bit older, a bit wiser and love skateboarding. This is my kind of film down to a T and it's so easygoing, so chilled and so fun and heartfelt all the way through and I think you guys will totally love it. So Sam, could you take us through the top 10 highest grossing films under 90 minutes of the year, please? You know what, Louise? I love box office, I love cinemas, I love films under 90 minutes, I'd love to do this. So, in at number 10 is Brightburn, released over summer in the UK. In at number 9 is Ugly Dolls, the feature film adaptation of the toy Ugly Dolls. In at number 8 is Crawl, Uh, I had a blast watching this film, a creature feature about a couple of big crocs in a basement. In at number seven, it's Countdown. No, not the uh, much-anticipated Richard Whiteley biopic. Another film called Countdown, uh, which came out in October in the UK. In at number six, Rambo Last Blood got absolutely slated by critics, but did pretty well at the box office in the UK. Uh, Went in there number six. Number five, Summer was really good for under-90-minute films in the UK. Uh, As well as uh, Crawl, we had Good Boys, new comedy produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Now, number four, this is controversial. Fleabag, NT Live. Sam, I don't think that counts as a film. We're going to have to interject here. Well... It is counted on the, uh, the the box office because it played in cinemas. We're talking about cinema box office here, and, and I think we should acknowledge non-dramatic content sometimes. And a, and a live theatre capture of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Fleabag was hugely popular. So would you allow someone to pick this for the festival? I think under the festival rules, we could allow this. Because it's a standalone narrative. It's a standalone narrative, not part of a TV series. It's under 90 minutes long. It showed in UK cinemas, 
made a lot of money by the looks of things, was hugely successful, and it has a proper actor off of films in that in. So I don't know. I, I You're right. It, maybe it's a bit of a grey area, but I, I would allow this in the festival, and it's being counted on the cinema box office uh, chart here. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people saw it. A lot of people know this from seeing it in the cinema. Do you deny those people their memory of seeing this in the cinema? Who am I to say that? No, of course not. It's a good debate. Yeah, in at number four, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's West End version of Fleabag, uh, which was beamed out to cinemas across the UK and then played again and again and again as a recording. Uh, in at number three, we have Wonder Park, which is a CGI family adventure. Uh, in at number two, we have The Addams Family, which was a CGI family adventure. And in at number one, we have The Secret Life of Pets 2, which was a CGI family adventure. It's been a great year for CGI family adventures, Sam. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, it's actually quite a diverse, reasonably uh, broad top 10 there of under 19 minute films released in the UK. But yeah, really at sort of the heavy end uh, of the spectrum there, we've got Wonder Park, The Adam Family and Secret Life of Pets 2. All very much big event movies for half terms and uh, end of year sort of uh, treats there for families. Do you want to run down? The top 10 highest grossing films under 90 minutes of the decade. Okay, so looking back at the past decade of under 90 minute movies in UK cinemas, we have Nomeo and Julia in at number 10, originally released in 2011. In at number 9, we've got The Pirates in An Adventure with Scientists uh, from our friends Ardman, who seem to specialise in under 90 minute feature films. This was released in 2012. In at number eight, we've got Kung Fu Panda 2, uh, which I think is the only Kung Fu Panda film eligible for the festival, uh, originally released in 2011. Then at number seven, we've got Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. The Road Chip. The, the Road Chip. It's like Road Trip. Uh, that was number... Uh, that was released in 2016, and, uh, and I think the puns had run out. Uh, now, at number six, our only live-action film in the top 10 under 90 minute films in UK cinemas is Johnny English Strikes Again, 89 minutes long, released in 2018. In at number five, we've got The Secret Life of Pets 2, uh, which was released in 2019, highest grossing under 90 minute film of, of 2019. In at number four, we've got Hotel Transylvania 2, uh, starring the voice of Adam Sandler, originally released in UK cinemas around Halloween in 2015. In at number three, we've got the animated version of The Grinch, uh, produced by Illumination Studios, starring the voice of Benedict Cumberbatch, which was released in UK cinemas at Christmas uh, in 2018. Also from the Illumination staple, we've had Minions, the uh, spin-off from Despicable Me, uh, which was hugely popular. People love those Minions. Uh, released in 2015. Cannot believe it was that long ago. <laughs> Feels a lot recent. <laughs> Feels a lot more recent. Um, uh, yeah, so Minions is number two, the second highest grossing film under 90 minutes of the decade. And in at number one, speaking of Minions and Illumination, it's Despicable Me 3. I think it's the only Despicable Me, which is eligible for the 90 Minutes or Less Film Fest. Uh, that was released over summer in 2017. So, uh, so yeah, so since 2017, nothing has toppled Despicable Me 3, but the Minions did come close. So you have to scroll down the list, really, to get to the more live-action, live-action-y sort of things. So A Quiet Place, John Krasinski's uh, horror movie, uh, which was released in 2018. Uh, that's, that's in there, in, in the teens of the top 10 highest-grossing films. Would like someone to choose that on the show one day. Do you remember Good Things Come in Bears? <laughs> Is this one of your special films? 
possibly, but it's also the tagline for the the live action version of Yogi Bear. And the uh, there was a very unfortunate poster which went out, and the tagline that was, was not "Good things." Real tagline. <laughs> it was, was it? "Good things come in bears." <laughs> Oh, God. That's also in the teens of this, this highest grossing films of the decade list. Uh, the live action Yogi Bear film. So again, if potential guests are listening, we will take Yogi Bear and we will talk more about good things coming bears. So when all is said and done, I, I think this decade has actually been quite good for under 90 minutes films. We've had some fantastic movies like Le Quattro Volte, Keddy. Little Men, Under the Shadows, A Town Called Panic, Grand Piano, Pincushion, Taxi Turan, Your Sister's Sister, Cave of Forgotten Dreams, Lady Macbeth, to name a few that were uh, nowhere near the top <laughs> the top 10 on that list. But um, some real highlights uh, from my past 10 years of cinema going, and I just wanted to give them a little shout out there. We've also had some lovely suggestions from some of our Twitter followers, including Lady Macbeth from at Pam Hutch, Obvious Child from at Hannah Flint. Fruitvale Station from at Brad underscore Holloway. The Fitz from at Jonathan Wakeham. And It's Such a Beautiful Day from at Tom Huddleston. And now let's have some more voice messages. We'll start with Rebecca Callard, off of TV's Detectorists, who joined us on the podcast earlier this year to discuss Jennifer Kent's 10-minute short film, Monster. If you want to see 89 minutes of what I think is cinematic perfection, then watch You Were Never Really Here. I remember seeing it at the cinema, the first five minutes, I had my head back on the seat and I was thinking, well, this is intriguing and terrifying and hopeless and beautiful, which I think is representative of the entire film. It's it's so gorgeous and so sad. Um, it's shot beautifully. It, the soundtrack is incredible. The sound design is incredible. The, the editing is unusual and slick but messy on purpose. And the first track that they they use in the film, after that sort of deep, weird moaning sound that sort of gets you straight away, puts your back up, is really beautiful and cool. But then it has these weird key changes in it that make you feel really uncomfortable. And, and that's how... That represents the rest of the film. It's just how the film is. It's beautiful and sort of so rich visually and um, sonically and then has this awful thread of sadness and loneliness and just is so beautiful in the entire uh, compilation of it. So, yeah, I love it. Hi, I'm Liam Dempsey from Spotlight, the Star Trek podcast from a non-tracky perspective. And my favourite 90 minutes or less film from the past decade is the game-changing documentary Catfish from 2010. Since spawned a popular TV series, which I haven't seen, but the original film shot in 2007 in the early days of Facebook transposes a thriller-like structure onto the documentary format, creating an utterly compelling mystery, which once revealed gives way to a surprisingly compassionate conclusion, which gave me real hope in humanity in the face of empathy-destroying social media at the time. Hope which Charlie Brooker has long since destroyed with Black Mirror. Hi, 90 Minutes or Less Film Fest. This is Beth Webb and my 
under 90 minutes film of the decade is ding 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 it's Francis Ha it's one of my favorite performance led pieces of the decade Greta Gerwig is untouchable I love her so much it's such a beautifully written part and it has one of the best dances on camera that I've ever seen in my whole life and it's at New York and I love it Hello, I'm Seb Patrick from Cinematic Universe, the podcast about superhero and comic book movies. I didn't think that I would be able to nominate something that we'd covered on our own podcast because the majority of films in in our genre are ridiculously long, usually. However, there is one. It's not only the best film under 90 minutes of the last decade, it's one of the best films we've ever covered on our podcast. It is Teen Titans Go to the Movies. It's an astonishingly funny piece of metafictional comedy about the, the Teen Titans characters deciding that they want to get a movie made about themselves it's just filled with brilliant in-jokes about superhero movies in specific and Hollywood and movies in general it's got brilliant songs in it it's got Will Arnett doing the voice of Deathstroke and uh, it all clocks in at just 88 minutes long it's it's just an absolute breeze it's a film that you can watch as an adult it's a film that you can watch with your kids it's just it's absolutely brilliant it is it is very probably the best DC Comics movie movie of maybe the last five years or more it's it's that good hi dave here this is my wife kathy hello and we're from the cinemile podcast where we walk home from the movies my favorite movie from the past decade that's under 90 minutes it's got to be the beautiful heartwarming tale the human centipede no it's not i've never seen that it's um what we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows is vampire comedy mockumentary set in New Zealand it's very very funny and I love it a lot okay and my favorite movie of the last decade under 70 minutes yes I'm going there oh is my life as a courgette which I highly recommend it's a French cartoon but is available in English and it's it's, about a mad scientist who decides to sew people together it's about a little boy (laughs) who goes through some very traumatic things in his life but kind of learns how to love and trust again and it's truly wonderful beautifully animated beautiful story go see it my life is a courgette okay happy new year everyone happy new year hello Sam and 90 minutes or less film festival listeners I'm Tim Anderson chef and cookbook author Uh, And I am choosing, as my favorite 90 minutes or shorter film of the decade, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Hilarious film, but I'm choosing it mainly because it was uh, my first proper introduction to Taika Waititi, who has since become one of my favorite directors and performers. I, I, I really loved Hunt for the Wilder People as well, and I loved that he was able to bring some of the same kind of silly energy of what we do in the shadows to the MCU in Thor Ragnarok. Very few directors are able to sort of break out of the Marvel stylistic mold, and he, he did it really wonderfully, I think. So yeah, what we do in the shadows. Great film, great director. Hi there, my name's Sam Gilby. I'm the designer of the logo for the 90 Minutes or Less Film Fest podcast. Uh, For my selection for best film of the decade that's under 90 minutes, I'm going to go for Attack the Block, directed by Joe Cornish. I just think it's a fantastic film. I love the way even things like 
the way the tower blocks are shot as if they're from 2001. It's just, it's this kind of, it's almost got this, uh, you know, this Close Encounters feel to it in some ways. And it's a brilliant cast of, you have uh, all these kind of, at the time, you know, unknown actors. And then, of course, John Boyega has gone on to do to do Star Wars and Pacific Rim and become a, a huge star. Obviously, this was his debut role, in which he's fantastic, and you can see why. Then it's sort of great to have people like Nick Frost and then Jodie Whittaker as well, of course, who's gone on to be Doctor, become Doctor Who. But it's just this really, like, taut film that I guess is helped by the relatively short length of it. You're very quickly introduced to all these characters and, and also the, the invasion one of the, perhaps the most brilliant touches to it is the the creatures themselves, where I guess um, because of the limit to budget, just the idea of having these these furry creatures but then only showing the silhouette makes them really more terrifying. And then also then just the, the kind of the glow, that UV, that, that bright colour of their, on their teeth alone just is really strong. So yeah, just a great cast. There's something claustrophobic about it because it's set, you know, in, in essentially one space, and you just feel like it's got that video game feel, similar to like the raid or or dread. Uh, almost like as you go further up this this tower block, it's getting harder, like like a video game. But yeah, great great cast, great performances, be- beautifully shot, brilliant monster, just uh, just awesome. So yeah, uh, that's my choice. Thanks for having me, and Happy New Year. So, Louise, what's your favourite under 90-minute film of the past year? Bait. Bait by past podcast Mark Jenkins. Yes, it was an absolute thrill when he said he would come on the pod. Bait's done so well since we uh, spoke to him. It's kind of been in the conversation for, for months and months and months. Yeah, and actually that interview you did with him originally lasted for two hours and you did a fantastic so we had to cut that down quite substantially so but there was quite a lot of good stuff it was a shame to cut out from that interview yes no he was a really he was a really nice guy and i had such a fun time talking to him and i'm sorry it resulted in a two hour long recording session but yeah he was really generous with his time and and i I had so much fun talking to him and his film is fantastic yeah if you haven't seen bait it's actually out on dvd and blu-ray and streaming and all that good stuff in early january 2020 if you listen to that interview with mark and you still haven't seen the film uh go and go and check it out it's uh, it's available on disc and on streaming and sam because no one ever asks you any questions on this show what has been your favorite under 90 minute film of the year I'm going to go with Crawl. Came out in the summer. It was one of the highest-grossing under 90-minute films of the uh, of the year. There, uh, it was a it's a big, dirty creature feature. Very silly. Lots of kind of monster movie tropes in there, and and uh, you know, it's not it's not highbrow particularly, but it's a lot of fun, uh, and it's really tense. It's got some good jumpy moments in it. Uh, I had a blast. I watched this actually with a uh, previous podcast, Hannah Woodhead, uh, sat next to me, and we were both sort of giggling and whooping and cheering throughout the uh, the movie. And uh, and yeah, I think it also is exactly the right length. We often ask people on the show whether a film should or could be longer. Crawl is a really good example of a film which should not be over 90 minutes long. It's perfect just the way it is, and I think it's all the better for it. So there we have it, the end of another year for the 90 Minutes or Less Film Fest. Thank you very much for listening. Please do subscribe to the show on your podcatcher of choice. And uh, and if you fancy, do leave us a review or a star rating on Apple Podcasts. That stuff really helps. We're also available on 90minfilmfest.com. That's 90minfilmfest.com, where there's more information about the show and some transcripts. You can contact us there or on Twitter and Instagram at 90minfilmfest. 
The show is produced by Louise Owen and me, Sam Clements. The show is edited by Louise Owen with sound mixing and additional editing by Luke Smith. Thank you, Luke. We couldn't do the show without you. Our music is by Martin Ostwick and our artwork is by Sam Gilby. Do check out their work online. Martin makes a fab podcast called Song by Song about Tom Waits' uh, discography. And Sam Gilby has an excellent Facebook page with all of his work on. Uh, just search Sam Gilby on Facebook. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Our first episode of the new year is with Chris Butler, one of the core team members of Leica Studios and director of Missing Link. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>